0: What's up, you guys? Sean raw Fightful.com, here with a name you know, but you only know him as Honcho. Yeah.
1: 63.
0: How you doing, man?
1: I'm just honching it up, baby. I'm on the, uh, the set I hand-built, uh, Magic City Live set, here in my dungeon of pleasure and toys, and we're off to a great start. But yeah, I'm just here to hang out, shoot the breeze with you a little bit about a couple things that are important to me, and I'm sure you have... A litany of questions I will vaguely duck and dodge.
0: So, is that honest to God? Did you really build that set?
1: Yes, that's really, pretty impressive. With and by I built it, I mean I hired minions to do the work. But
0: oh, uh, okay. You
1: know, I don't know if you ever read the Forty Eight Laws of Power or whatever it is, but one of the one of the laws of power is to let someone else do the work and then you claim all the credit. That's so pretty good. that's just the story of my life. So yeah, hand built.
0: Yeah, because I saw that set. I see the one that Chael Sonnen has. And right now, you can see my set. The other people can't. I've just got a green green background and a, and a heater next to me. Like, that's it. So I yeah. see your set, and I'm like, man, that's that's a work of art. That's beautiful.
1: Uh, but I you didn't it. make it. Yeah, you have some sort of pictures hanging. Some yeah, food. I do. It, it's in
0: my hometown. My hometown. I take pride in where I live.
1: Yeah. I have some pictures hanging, too, if we just send it over there. There's a picture of uh, Drake on the, on the that, water.
0: Wasn't that gifted on an episode of Magic City yeah. Live?
1: And then there's a picture of the meat, the beef castle displayed as a giant pig. So, you know, just, I'm that, a collector of fine arts and things. That art,
0: was, that art was gifted on an episode of Magic
1: City Live, right? I had a nice young artist named Cassie painted for us, and uh, it was a gift that I do not regret giving. And that was a fun little thing to shoot back when Drake was high up in the 24-7 hierarchy. <laughs> Just had to go riff, have fun, create. And that's why, you know, kind of we put together this YouTube experiment, the K5 Network. We just like to create, you know, alternative content, whatever creativity or dumb ideas we have. It's an open forum to just throw them out there. So a lot of experimenting, a lot of odds and ends. And between the headaches, we have fun doing it. So,
0: How did that come about? Because, I mean, obviously you all had done some stuff on your own. You all have done some skits. You all have a pretty rich history with one another, both as friends and foes on camera, off camera, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And now people can see you all each week.
1: Yeah, well, I guess it came about it just basically, you know, I'm never satisfied. I'm always thinking of stuff to do, what's next, keep my mind occupied. And one thing about this life, this strange life I've lived is that i meet so many interesting people especially in our industry you know with wrestling and sports entertainment the wwe that there's so much oddness and how people function in reality and like these people i become friends with are just so intriguing to me and then they always have ideas and creative things and things they want to do and try and then it just kind of came about to maybe create a place where people can get together in our industry and uh put some ideas down and see if it's any good i don't know it's just you you know youtube you're on the tube a little a little bit
0: i know i know all about getting kicked off of youtube i know
1: that pretty well there but like creating content i guess it's just a forum i like to call it a safe space to not be safe i think that's super creative and clever so thank me for that one but just yeah we have no idea what we're doing, but we're certainly trying something. So well,
0: you all are going to try try the live format, so to speak, at Magic oh, City Mania. That is correct. It's weird that I mentioned that. Uh, yeah. It's at the Orpheum. Uh, I, am I pronouncing that right? The Orpheum.
1: I believe so. I believe it's the Hallowed Halls.
0: Now the, the one I have trouble with it, is it Wyber? Is it Iber? What is it? Iber City? Wyber City?
1: Ybor. Ybor. I. Oh for two. Oh, soft e. soft E ye there. Yeah, Ybor City. Awesome, awesome place, especially in the Tampa area. Frequented it quite a bit in my journeys through the, the TPA area and when I lived there, and I'll probably live there again one day. Who knows? But, yeah, it's an awesome city. Bars all across the street, weird people, cool people. Uh, there's this guy who, if you're in Ybor, if you're coming down from Mania and you're walking the streets of Ybor, and somebody asks you, Hey man, nice shoes. And you're like, hey, cool man, thanks. And then he's like, hey, can I take a look at the bottom of them? And you go, yeah, I guess. And then you kind of show him the bottom of your shoe. This dude licks it. What? There's a guy that will lick the bottom of your shoe in Ybor City. So look for him when you come on down to Magic City Mania live at the Orpheum. You so, so
0: tell me what what is Malcolm Bivens doing there? What? Why is he there? Has <laughs> he has he done this for a long time?
1: Bivens is not the proverbial footlicker I'm speaking of, but he does have weird uh, fetishes is the right word. Tendencies maybe is more appropriate, but yeah, he's a weirdo. That dude's a weirdo. He's too big. And a bunch of weirdos are coming to the Orpheum April 2nd our Magic City Mania. R-Truth is performing there. Uh, Yeah. He's...
0: He's been uh, you know, he's been in the game for a long time. Braun Strowman's going to be there. Drake Maverick's going to be there. I have a bone to pick with Braun Strowman, and I think maybe you can straighten it out.
1: Well, by all means, if I'm here to do one thing, it's to pick a bone for you, so what's up? Yes,
0: yes. I interviewed Braun Strowman last year, and he was wearing Crocs. Mm-hmm. And he tells me Crocs are my party shoes. When I get the boots on, you know I'm down to business. But I yeah. see him... Dancing in the ring with New Day. It seems like he's partying to me, but he's wearing boots. Okay. It seems like he lied to me. And by the way, I, I, he, he said, I'm not going to stooge to you like all these dirt sheet marks do. And I'm like, I think he was intentionally giving me poor information. So I would go and report that Crocs were his party shoes, even though it's very clear that he still parties in boots.
1: Well, one thing I can say about that is, A life philosophy. It's not a lie if you believe it. Two. <sighs> two did I go A to two? Okay, you did. One. Two. Uh, you could party in both boots and Crocs. The scenario set was he was in the ring after a match, I believe, with the New Day that... He should change. Dancing, uh, when you're on the spot and you're wearing boots and it's time to dance, you just got to dance. Dance like no one's watching, even though the entire world is watching SmackDown on Fox, him dancing uh you know who was watching that too it was my mother really i was home with her for the holidays and she was thoroughly entertained so i mean i was too it it, it crossed over to the mainstream of 65 year old women so you know
0: at, at magic city mania if you were to predict will Braun showman be wearing crocs
1: oh uh, what do you think phil of the Hall of Fame. He, well, since we'll be coming from the Hall of Fame, he might have dress shoes on. I don't know if they'll be t- for a proper Crocs switch. Uh, I guarantee he will be wearing Crocs at some point during WrestleMania weekend. And I guarantee if the shoe licker sees him, he's going to be pleasantly destroyed. I
0: guess. Yeah, that's that's like the Mona Lisa of of shoe lickings, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what you gotta do.
1: <laughs> you get that tug on the Beef King's bottom of his Croc, man. That's a. That's a- a scalp you'd like to collect.
0: Plus, I mean, fashion has evolved. I mean, people wear sneakers, fashion sneakers with suits all the time. I'm pretty sure with his high-level income and his new contract, he could probably orchestrate some sort of classy croc, right?
1: Well, I believe him and Croc are in talks on some secret projects, so I don't want to say any more. But, you know, if they come on to be – Sponsors of Magic City Live or Magic City Mania or just him in general, I think uh, the world would be a better better place. But speaking of making the world a better place, here's where I segued before we get off track. Magic City Mania is uh, happily partnered with the Apple a Dave Foundation. So... When you buy tickets to Magic City Mania, whether it's a VIP, whether it's General Mission, first off, you're going to have an awesome time. It's going to be the party of Mania Weekend. Secondly, that money is going directly to the Apple a Day Foundation, which is this awesome charity based in Tampa and New York. But their purpose is to give children fighting the ultimate battle, pediatric cancer, uh, iPads, devices, iTunes gift cards, anything that keeps them connected to the outside world as they undergo, you know, the, the solitude of treatment. So it's actually a project that's, you see, I get a little misty talking about it. It's become a uh, dear to us and we really want to help them out and give them a good, good amount of gifts. But at the same time, we get the chance to hand deliver these too. So, you know, as a degenerate scumbag <laughs> in real life, there's a very few things that make me truly happy, but that's one of them. So if you guys come check out magic city live, know that it's going to a very great cause and we hope you do. And we guarantee you a good time. So, Sales.
0: How did you first find out about the Apple a Day Foundation?
1: I found out I went to begin promoting this over in Tampa and I went on 102.5 The Bone with Drew Garabo and uh, the almost sister Abigail, Micah Rotunda, is uh, a part of the show. So she hooked us up and I visited them a couple times. But we were definitely looking for a charity that was local, and I asked him just because he has his hands in all sorts of different things, and he said Apple a day, and then I did my research on him, and I talked to the people there, and yeah, it just seemed right, fit, and we're full steam ahead with him, so doing yeah. good feels good.
0: It, it says I, a lot. I mean, you all are having good success with, with K5 and all of that, that you all are, are giving back for this situation. Yeah, uh, a lot of
1: the work we want to do is, what's the word? Fill up philanthropy philanthropy, <laughs> philanthropy.
0: you no. had to ask phil what the yeah. word was
1: because he had a ph in his first name and then it starts with ph yeah, you know, of course it was equal but yeah i mean this isn't an outlet for us to get rich we're already rich we're wwe superstars right <laughs> now this is an outlet to hopefully be able to give back and use whatever fame or power or ability we have to make the world a better place you know what we're, we're gonna do it as we've Come to know, that's actually the one true great feeling about what we do. You know, all the personal successes or struggles aside, if you could change somebody's life for the better because you've been given so much. It's cool, man. It's cool.
0: Would you say I've changed your life for the better?
1: I would say you haven't negated it. That's cool. I like that we we talk baseball and, you know, the Cleveland-Cincinnati rivalry sometimes. I like that we talk movies, the other the other day, like, you just watched uh, Uncut Gems, and like I said, the finish is mind-blowing, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> I, I don't even yeah. want to spoil it, but the whole time I'm like, something crazy is going to happen. Something crazy is going to happen. It
1: then, really tied together at the end, because I was kind of like, this movie's all right. Yeah. But like, then And the then end,
0: when but- I don't expect something crazy to happen, it happens.
1: Imagine that. It was, it was but yeah, crazy. what else? You, you try to get inside information from me sometimes. It doesn't but, work. It doesn't work. Oh, you know, I'm very... <laughs> <laughs> I keep things in the house, so you know. Yeah. And fake internet leaks are not me. As fake
0: internet leaks. All my internet leaks are
1: real. I they know. just you're, You seem to have you. You do reporting when. Hey, there we go. Yeah, you're very good at it. Like you vet things and you seek truth and then you verify them. So you're one of the <laughs> very, very, very few that I think do it the right way. but Yeah,
0: um, I, I report good news. It just unfortunately doesn't come from you or Shane Helms or Matt Riddle or virtually anybody that people have actually seen me on screen with because, uh, duh. a Duh. I mean, you were – I don't know if you've watched this FCW documentary. Have you seen this one that just dropped?
1: I haven't yet, no.
0: Oh, there's a picture of you in there.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I probably should have been interviewed because I was there for four years and champions. and.
0: Why, don't, why do you think you weren't?
1: I think because they filmed it while people were on the road and they had to turn it around quickly. So, and I was out at the time they were filming it. So, you're, you're but I would have loved to be a of part of it because it was a huge part of my life. It was really such an awesome time. But well, at least I got a picture on there, and I think there's some a bump and feed I was doing in there too. Maybe show But yeah, if it's good, I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's pretty good, and I think it feels like it was very much a a test-the-waters type of thing. I've always mentioned WWE romanticizes that Attitude Era and all that stuff, but now they're romanticizing more the Ruthless Aggression Era and the FCW type of stuff. And, I mean, half their stars came from there. Do you you think that if it's a success, we'll see more of that? Kind of like we did, I mean— Monday Night War content was very good. We saw a ton more produced. We're seeing Ruthless Aggression series just pop up out of nowhere.
1: I think they do a great job with that kind of content. So the more is the better. I mean, I think it definitely take in-depth looks at, I mean, OVW would be cool.
0: They're doing that for Ruthless Aggression
1: season two. Yeah. So, yeah, more of that would be great because people do, I mean, it's very interesting seeing how people started like a guy that's been successful. Like drew going to main event WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. and where he started was FCW. So it's very cool for fans to get that inside look at the past. Cause the past is what shaped us all into who we are today. So maybe it resonates with the fans more too, and they can Im- invoke invest more emotion with the people they see on screen now. So, yeah,
0: I know you spent a little time at OVW. I can't wait for them to not
1: interview you about it. <laughs> I was never under contract in OVW. I was just trying to make my way there. It was a good run. But I blew out my ACL and had to go home. So, whoops.
0: I remember watching you. I think you tore. What, what did you tear uh, when you faced sorrow on Saturday morning slam?
1: That was a patella dislocation, if I recall. Yeah, back when I was doing uh, topes for some reason. Yeah, my knee, <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Yeah, hit Cesaro, bla- boom, ba- blast him. Look at me, I'm an athlete, but my kneecap popped out of place. Oh. I'm laying there going, oh, I don't know if I can walk. So you remember Lethal Weapon? Yes. Two, was it two? Where Mel Gibson had to dislocate his shoulder, then he had to pop it back in place. <laughs> yeah. It's like my kneecap was dislocated, so I just started grinding oh, no. it. no. To hopefully give it some sort of stability oh. to finish the match. And then I think I pulled him in, went up for a crossbody. Damn shame my knee was dislocated, missed, and then Cesaro got the better of me on that, but yeah, that sucked.
0: (laughs) How weird was it wrestling on that show? Because I remember there were a lot of odd rules with Saturday Morning Slam, like you couldn't punch people in the face, you couldn't do head or neck moves, there were a lot of weird things, and I know for a while they just edited around it.
1: Yeah, I had a great time. First off, I was working Cesaro, and he's one of the best to do it, but... You know, there's nothing wrong with having a match that challenges you to not do the things you're used to doing. Like I think even in the FCW days, we were prepped for it, not because it was ever the intention that it would go like this, but uh, we would have matches. All right, this match, you can't use the ropes. This match, no strikes. This match, do that. And it just challenged you to do different things and be better. And there's nothing wrong with a challenge and accepting it. Like, if you can't, do something as simple as what they instilled on Saturday Morning Slam, then why are you doing this? Like, we're, we're the best in the world, right? We can yeah. pull off anything and change anything and hopefully do it on the fly. So I enjoyed the challenge. I thought it was cool.
0: Do you remember when the where Kai and Ty challenged the APA to a technical wrestling match? No punches or kicks allowed. It lasted about a minute and a half.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> you, win some, you win some, you lose some.
0: So uh, you've, you've not been on TV in a while. Uh, I think it's been reported that you've, you've dealt with some concussion issues. How you feeling? Are you, you training? How, how's that going?
1: Have, well, I'm always training. I train twice a day. I'm, I'm and jacked. I'm as hell. I look great. I feel fantastic. Uh, as far as whatever kept me out, you know, this is the thing about the media that I was talking about is uh, who reported that? Nobody asked me, oh, you did, and I didn't tell you why I was out. It's true. But That's true. That's fair. <laughs> I was out, and then something reported why I was out, and it kind of upset me. because.
2: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger dot or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. So that's
1: you know like it's a HIPAA violation, isn't it? But then know, the person that reported it never verified it. Like, I'm very easy to find on Instagram or Twitter or email or anyway. K
0: five network. But-
1: yeah, well, that wasn't at the time.
0: They could ask you at Magic City Mania at the Orpheum April 2nd.
1: Maybe that's what spurred this whole entire thing. But, you know, nobody ever reached out to verify, so that upsets me. But, yeah, I was out. I was injured. I'm not going to talk about it per se. Uh, I will say that out of all the physical ailments I've had in my career, whether it's like torn bicep, torn ACLs, torn dislocated patella, herniated discs, uh, coming back from this one was one of the hardest things I had to do. So read into that what you will, but I have uh, gotten through it and I uh, feel good right now. So we'll see what the future holds.
0: You feel good despite the fact that you're hanging out with Drake Maverick and Braun Strowman every week. We've seen this friendship relationship blossom with Drake Maverick on skits yeah. and all that stuff. I, I've I constantly use the the quote from when you had. Rockstar Spud hanging upside down in TNA. Where's your mom? Where's she sitting?
1: <laughs> so you all've been through some stuff, right? I was in there. She was sitting. I was. Yeah, actually. I
0: know. It was. It was yeah. one of my favorite moments in TNA history. It was. Uh, it was magical. I, and man, and
1: I'm so good.
0: Yeah. I'm so, I mean, I'm so good. It's ironic. It's magical. Now you all are making magic every Wednesday. You're gonna make magic April second at the Orpheum. I mean, you is that where you all met, I assume, TNA Wrestling?
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, before I went to TNA, <laughs> I was watching it. Uh, time with my girlfriend, and we were watching it. And, you know, and when you're inside the industry, you know, you look at it from a different perspective. But I was watching, and I was like, oh, I think Trent was wrestling. Oh, Trent's on the show, check it out. And then I saw Rockstar Spud, and I... Hated him professional who understands the deal kind of, you know, and I look at it through a different eyes, but I just saw him. I was like, God, he's, he upsets me. I do not like him one bit. He really is enraging me. I don't like him. Then I go there and we wound up paired together and now we're best friends. So I stood with him at his wedding. I, uh, hold his hand constantly. I deal with any of his issues and transgressions and he deals with mine. So, yeah, he's my best friend. He's cool. He just gets.
0: He got signed a few months before you did, actually. I think it was uh, late 2017. So, I have no com- you... so what sorry. was that? I
1: have no concept
0: of time. Same. So. Same. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia, which, as we have learned, is incredibly accurate. But, yeah. I mean, he gets signed. Were you all that close by then, by the time that he had signed with WWE? Had you all already developed that friendship? Because you all oh. had a storied history together in, in that other company.
1: Yeah, in TNA and Impact was definitely the blossoming and solidification of our friendship. So we've been, we've been best mates quickly ever since. We're very like minded, though we're very different. So, you know, we hold each other accountable and to high standards for both personal behavior and professional behavior. So he's, when it comes to ability to speak and ability to tell a story and even ability in the ring, he's one of the best I've ever met, too. So. Extremely underrated in all aspects and oh, it sickens me. I'm saying this about him, but yeah, he's good too.
0: He signed, like I said, a few months before you did. Did that like encourage you? Because you obviously had options at that point. You yeah. were, you had developed into impacts like main player and your contract was up. I had heard that NWA had maybe had some talks with you. So there, there were some other suitors for you.
1: There was definitely, and actually my contract was still taking place. I decided to leave early because of the transitions going and I just thought it was a good time for other people to step up and a good time for me to challenge myself somewhere else at the moment. So it wasn't, it was just, I had to do something different, especially where my personal life was at the time. I ran nothing. It was just, I needed a big change. And then his signing did not sway me though. I would say my, that so my, you, were
0: like, you were like, I don't care if you're there. You said that to him. You sent him a text message saying, I don't care if you're there. In fact, it may convince me to not sign there, end quote.
1: I would say out of the decisions and the positive negative board I created myself, positive at the very, very bottom, underneath, like, traveling way too much would have been like, yeah, spuds there, Cool.
0: So I think that maybe a lot of people don't know that you asked for your release, because now, if you had asked for your release today from Impact Wrestling, you ain't getting it. Like, no chance today with the wrestling landscape. We saw that with Killer Cross, who just signed. But back then, they they were cool with that, especially considering your position?
1: Uh, At that time, I think they were experiencing so many changes, and the reality of maybe they didn't have their... They inherited a mess. Sure. Doing great with it now, so I'm so happy for them. But at the time, I was pretty well compensated, so I think they were okay with me taking me off the books and helping me out and being okay with it because they also wanted to build new and fresh people. And you know, so yeah, they were okay with it.
0: Did you know at that point, like, hey, I'm gonna go to WWE because everybody knew WWE was gonna be interested in you?
1: Yeah, I was. I had talks with multiple things, but there was something I felt I needed to accomplish at that time, and that's why I chose WWE. So,
0: why didn't you sign with Wrestling Society X or Lucha Underground? Or- Cause
1: I don't know how to do any of those moves.
0: Or XWF with Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan. Why didn't you sign with them?
1: Uh, well, it just wasn't in the cards. You know well- the universe.
0: If you would have signed with XWF, you could have had Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart show up at Magic City Mania at the Orpheum April 2nd. I mean, they're from Tampa.
1: Well, yeah, but I could also have the Beef King put in a call to the Hulkster. Maybe giant, top-level babyfaces that have great fire will converge on the Magic City Mania stage. Maybe he'll show up. Maybe he'll give us a little bit. I don't know. I can't guarantee anything. (laughs) But...
0: I think you all have enough. I think that would be greedy if you booked Hogan. I mean, you got Braun Strowman is also another bone I have to pick. He can afford to wrestle in better pants now. He's been there for years. What do you sew those? Does does Drake sew those? Does is it like a collaborative effort?
1: Those are still his first pair of pants, right? <laughs> Probably. <That's awesome. laughs> oh, man, I think they're his second actually. But no, first off, back to uh, 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 Hogan. Brother, you don't know who's going to show up to Magic City Mania. So VIPC, I mean, we know a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be running around the city, getting out of the Hall of Fame, looking for something to do. Magic City Mania is going to be a great chance to interact and have an intimate fan experience with who knows who will be there. But I can guarantee you it will be top-level superstars of all ilks and all brands. So that's cool. Secondly, if the man is that successful in two pairs of pants, why change it? Let the man do what he wants to do. I mean – I got major
0: problems with his fashion. It's basically what – it's why we scheduled this interview is because I had to break down this man's fashion.
1: Your, Your breakdown is a discrepancy amongst Crocs and the fact that he's been effective in only two pairs of gear. I think you're overreacting.
0: I don't think I am, and I, I, and other wrestling media have never been known to overreact. So I don't know why that would even enter your mind. That's not a thing that we do in our line of work.
1: No, absolutely not. But, it's not. It's not the thing media does in general. It's just yeah. like, wipe something in, like that's totally not a big deal and make it a worldwide pandemic. Who knows? And
0: th- that's not the media. Just, that was that yeah. was the World Health Organization announced Please, that. Yeah. So uh, you you all do in fact have a few connections here and there that might show yeah. up at Magic City Mania. Our troops yeah. are performing. You have Percy Watson there, who again left left WWE last year. He's uh, doing. I know he's he was looking to get involved in some other aspects of entertainment.
1: He's uh, in, he, I think he actually filmed a movie with uh, who who directed the Avengers? The Russos, the Russo brothers okay. made a movie in Cleveland. Yeah. The Russo's made a – I think Tom Holland's in it, and I believe Percy, a.k.a. Nikki J, is a drill instructor in the movie because he filmed in Cleveland. And as you know, I'm from Cleveland, and as you know, he went and slept in my childhood bed a few of the days he's up there filming. Oh, wow. So. That's wow. how close we are. I have great friends. Got awesome.
0: And got to admit, like 80% of our conversations over the last five, six years have been me trashing Cleveland. I visited yeah. Cleveland two months ago in the dead of winter, and I got to admit – didn't suck i actually kind of like the city
1: instead of winter no the city's really turned around especially like the mistake on the lake days are long gone a lot of cool stuff going on in cleveland i mean same thing with cincinnati i can just get, go rage on it and how it should be part of west virginia and it sucks but when i go there it's a a great town and skyline chili's amazing so keep it keep it in the family man oh we're all we're all in it together
0: I mean, I'm I'm from about an hour south of Cincinnati. I'm more of a Lexington guy. I mean, uh, Cincinnati can eat a fat one for all I care. But
1: fair I'm, enough. The bluegrass state is great too. I love I love Kentucky.
0: But yeah, I, I rather like Cleveland after railing on it for years. I was at Playhouse Square. It was a very nice place. I went went to a uh, the AIW training facility, which I mean, I know you're familiar with AIW.
1: I am. I founded that place. Yeah, a little little, yeah.
0: little interesting tidbit there. Yeah, we we actually <laughs> talked about. It. I talked to. Josh
1: asked what the school was. Yeah, where it was that? And he said it's in the back of this gym. And I'm like, man, I should go up there and check it out when I go home.
0: It's very nice. And uh, as we kind of as we kind of wrap up before a final plug, you are one of many, many like talent to emerge from that area. And I yeah. heard a lot of theories. <laughs> I think I, I think Josh Prohibition said, well, you you develop a tough mentality when you're from Cleveland, whether it be the weather or the sports mm-hmm. teams or whatever it is, and people like that tend to thrive. I mean it's and it's not just people of your style it's not people of your size you see people of all shapes colors styles emerge from Cleveland and become big wrestling stars what what do you contribute that to
1: I think Josh really said it great because a lot of success in wrestling is dependent on uh, being able to weather the storm or being able to accept disappointment or Anger or angst, and use that to channel it to the next aspect of it. So, I mean, grow, growing up an Indians, Cavs, a Browns fan, teaches you disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. But then maybe you get that taste of victory after victory after victory. But then it's met with disappointment and disappointment. And then besides 2016, it's always been a disappointing conclusion. But Cleveland breeds tough people as josh said and unique people i think there's a certain sense of humor that comes from being from cleveland too that it's midwest it's hard working town it's blue collar a lot of aspects go into that and i think you know we gotta if we had like a survivor series style tournament of like city representatives i think cleveland would fare very well
0: i mean yeah i mean a little bit of everything there. Now everybody can catch you guys on the K Five Network every Wednesday. I believe it is
1: well, Thursday. We're, we're, for, that's a long story. And hey, if, <laughs> any young up and coming video editors that you know want to get involved on a ground level project, you know, hit me up. There because you go. We're creators, we need people. We want to build something really huge and really big. Uh, it pays awful, almost nothing. But no, if you have any interest in skills in that area, we are definitely looking for people that are like-minded and creative. So maybe we talk about that. But yeah, we're on Thursdays now. Originally, the idea was maybe to piggyback off Wednesday wrestling, but then we kind of didn't become a wrestling show. We became something else completely, and it's different. We are figuring it all out each and every week. Then we moved over to Thursday to ease Times, but now we're realizing Apparently, the big YouTubers drop videos during the day. Yes. We're going to experiment with dropping it Thursday at, I believe, noon now. So.
0: Interesting. Good. I'm glad you're not going head-to-head with me anymore. No. Oh, I, was I? I yeah, you sure.
1: I watch YouTube. It's so frustrating. Well. Watching uh, YouTube, like, whatever. It's, it's such a weird, weird world. But people are supportive on it, too, so it's very interesting. And it's a whole new challenge. It's completely different than anything we've ever done. I mean, besides the being on camera part, it's easy. It's the algorithms. It's editing. It's audio. It's all this other stuff that goes into it that I've never experienced before. But it's fun because the challenge is fun. If you're not challenging yourself, you're not trying. You're not trying to better yourself. You know? Whatever, man.
0: Yeah, the algorithm, once you get a part of that, it's gravy from there. But we're still trying – uh, yeah, my favorite segment of the early ones, no surprise, shovel talk. I mean, because yeah, I, I, I try to get people to bury everybody. I mean, that's that's what I do. But dare I say that
1: a shovel right here?
0: I contest, and I and I've said we're going to wrap up multiple times, but I contest your I don't know theory that Jenny from Forrest Gump is the worst person. I think it might be Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Whoa. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. First like, off, he thought the only way to thwart a robbery was to vandalize a toy store. Like he threw a rock through a window. Uh, he stole toothbrushes. Now here, here's the big one. You got to survive. Who saved his life there? That old homeless lady that somehow gets into the the top well, of a fan,
1: But whatever. Yeah, he had a shovel.
0: No, no, no. That was that was Home Alone one. Home Alone oh, two. The pigeon poop lady. Right? Uh, Now I never pay attention to sequels. She's living in squalor. Living in squalor. Has pigeon crap all over her. And what does he bring her at the end of the movie? Two turtle doves? The the kid just racked up a thousand dollars in a room service bill. I bet she was hungry. Yeah. And he brings her turtle doves.
1: She loved those doves
0: though. I bet I bet you she went and pawned those things off and got a burger.
1: Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You wanna You wanna take this up with the people? Yeah. You want a hand on this shovel? Mm-hmm. You wanna do a little shovel talk? I do. Why don't you come by Magic City Mania, April 2nd, Thursday, the Tampa Orpheum, and we will give Sean Ross one chance, one opportunity. Ooh! This shovel, and bury Kevin McAllister, and then maybe, maybe it'll become a T-shirt like the Jenny Gum T-shirt here. Ah, oh my God! Which is oh available God. at www.k5network.com, where you can also find tickets to Magic City Mania, where Sean Rossette may or may not show up, shovel in hand, to bury Kevin McAllister. Guys. Beautiful.
0: K5 Network, check it out, get your tickets, check out the show, EC3, I want to thank you
1: so much. for well, t- That was fun, and I think it was safe, and we are supporting a great cause, so I appreciate you helping me get word out to help Apple a Day Foundation so we can help as many children as possible, and then we can also have f- fun. Hey, I'd even mention the fact that the end of the evening, we're having Meat Castle karaoke, mm-hmm. so... Even if you don't want to see us talk live, it'll only be like, right, Like you're going to have the chance to do karaoke with wrestling stars and just chill, intimate fan engagement, fan interaction. A lot of weird stuff planned. I'm hoping it comes through. So let's just say, keep it real, Tampa. Don't cancel our show. Okay.
2: Here in America,
1: work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing